I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hi there, I'm Cindy Linden and this is the Cook Along Podcast. A couple of years ago, my partner went to New York State without me. There's family back there and I had to stay home. But there's also out there something I don't have here in Oregon, which is frozen custard. Now there are places that claim they sell frozen custard, but the custard back east is a whole different animal. And in fact, when I first discovered it, I insisted that we have frozen custard every single day while we were there from a place called Abbott's. And a lot of people there refer to it as ice cream, but it isn't ice cream. It's made quite differently. It has different ingredients and it's a whole different texture. And I became obsessed with that texture. And when my partner went to go eat Abbott's frozen custard without me, I did something crazy and spontaneous. I decided, well... Probably I can make this at home. And I bought online a little ice cream maker. It only makes a pint made by Dash. And they do everything tiny, which is very fun. And they do most of it quite well, which is also very fun. And I started researching and then creating recipes for frozen custard that was the texture that I liked. And I got a lot of it wrong. And then I started to get it right. And being asked to create it for people who were coming over for dinner. Now, the problem is I only can make a pint at a time in that little machine. So it really isn't working when I have a dinner party of, say, six or eight or really even four people. I can't even serve it as a topping for something if I only can make one pint which is about enough for each of us to have a half a cup of the frozen custard. And the custard that I make is so good. It's so smooth. It's so, there's really not a word for the consistency of it. It's smooth. It's almost chewy. It's creamy. It slides off your tongue. There are no granules of any kind in it. It's like eating sweetened flavored condensed whipping cream, which is kind of what it is. So I got asked for ice cream for a dinner party of eight. And so I went and bought myself a Cuisinart ice cream maker that makes a quart and a half and started playing with that. Now, 
The 17th of August is National Vanilla Custard Day. And the 18th of August is National Soft Ice Cream Day. So in recognition of both of those days, today I'm going to tell you how I make vanilla frozen custard. The base of the recipe comes from tastesoflizzytea.com to get my proportions right and my flavoring right. And then I brought all of my experience with my little pint ice cream maker and my experimentation of creating frozen custard to make this recipe for eight people. And it turned out wonderfully. Now, vanilla, just so you know, for me, vanilla ice cream is a condiment. It's not something I eat by itself. And to be fair, as good as this frozen custard is, as smooth, creamy, and sweet and vanilla-y as this frozen custard is, I will still probably use it mostly as a condiment. I use it to top a pie or a brownie. I really don't eat vanilla by itself. Ice cream is not a thing that draws me as much as, say, a pastry or a cookie or a cake. I will eat ice cream if we are out somewhere and ice cream is the thing. And at certain places, I have my favorite ice creams. But if I have a choice, mostly between ice cream and some other dessert, unless the ice cream goes on top of the dessert, it will almost always take a back seat to whatever else there is. I like really, really chocolate things. I like chewy things in my ice cream. Sometimes I like pralines or caramel in my ice cream. Plain vanilla is not my thing, but I know there are those of you out there who will find this just exactly what you need without any adornment whatsoever. Keeping in mind as you learn how to do this, that you can also add in stuff. You could add in candies or chips or nuts or caramels or whatever really moved you just in the last minutes of making it. But today, it's, I think, just plain vanilla. Your ingredients for this. Two cups of heavy cream. That means heavy whipping cream. Two whole cups. One cup of whole milk. Not low fat, because it won't get you the texture that you need. It'll have ice crystals in it if it's less than whole milk. You need two-thirds of a cup of granulated sugar. And if you have it or can find it, I always use extra fine sugar in ice cream or in custard. I feel like it dissolves more easily and more completely, and it just feels like the right thing to do. It's a CNH ultra fine. It's not crucial, but I like it. You need a pinch of salt, six large egg yolks, two teaspoons of vanilla extract, and I'm gonna cheat on that and I'm gonna use Penzi's double vanilla because I don't have any vanilla beans. And this recipe doesn't call for vanilla beans, but if you have a vanilla bean paste, that would be lovely because it would make little specks in there. Or an actual vanilla bean, you could strip the seeds out and use that. And then you need three tablespoons of either corn syrup or golden syrup, which we made here on this podcast about three weeks ago. Golden syrup is a much less bad for you kind of syrup than corn syrup, and it serves the same purpose. It'll help create the consistency that we're looking for, and it'll add a little richness and sweetness. But if you're using the golden syrup recipe, then you don't have to use that nasty corn syrup stuff, which gets its bad reputation for good reason. As far as equipment goes, you're gonna need a medium saucepan, and it's great if it can be nonstick. 
you're gonna need a silicone spatula or spoon. Because you're using a nonstick pan, you wanna keep it from scratching the pan surface. You need two little bowls, one for the egg yolks and one for the egg whites. We're not gonna use the egg whites. They're going in your refrigerator for something else some other day. You need a whisk and a mesh strainer and a large bowl. And then for later, you're gonna need an ice cream machine. Depending on the kind of ice cream machine you have, there is one very, very screamingly important do-ahead, which is you can't really make ice cream unless your ice cream freezer is cold. Now, I have one of those kind that you put the bowl in the freezer, and it just lives there until you're ready to make ice cream. But it has to be really cold, and it has to have been in there for several days or at least 24 hours in order to make this. That is the only do-ahead don't even bother to try starting this until you've had that in your freezer for at least a day. We have to start by separating the egg yolks out. And here's a thing I just learned yesterday. You can freeze the egg whites to use later. I've never made a pavlova with you guys, but we could do that. It uses a lot of egg whites and it's kind of a nuisance when you need those egg whites because then you're gonna have all these yolks to deal with. But right now, we're gonna use six eggs and only the yolks of them. So the whites, I am gonna freeze mine. Here's the thing, they go into a muffin tin. I am using some silicone liners for those muffin tins in order to be able to get the egg whites back out after they freeze. So I'm gonna crack the whites into these silicone liners which are resting in this muffin tin and stick those in my freezer until they are solid. If you do not have the silicone liners for your muffin tin, you can still do this, but you may need to kind of warm up the bottom when you get it out, you know, set it in a little pool of warmish water in order to get the egg whites out of the muffin pan because they're not gonna wanna come out easily. You can also refrigerate them, but you have to use them within about four days. So if you don't have a plan for that, you can also try a regular ice cube tray and they'll just be smaller bits You'll have to mix the whites up a little bit first in order to have something that will pour into the ice cube trays. But you can freeze them. That's just a little note for future reference. So I'm cracking the egg and I'm dropping the whites. I'm gonna put two whites into each of these little muffin cups. And then the egg yolk goes into a kind of a medium bowl. And I often, after I crack it and pour it back and forth a little bit, in order to get all of the white off of the yolk, I often strain it through my fingers. It seems like the easiest way to actually get it to do what I needed to do, which is release all of that egg white business. So that's the second one. And now I'm moving to my second little muffin tin liner. That egg did not crack well at all. Okay, so that whole thing's going through my fingers. That was three. And this is going to do the same. They're not cracking well. Egg white into the muffin tin. The rest into my hand. Drain off the rest of the white. And then the egg yolk goes in the bowl. And now onto the... Oh, that one cracked lengthwise. What is with these eggs? And last one. Oh, wow. These are the most obnoxiously cracking. That one is like it took a chunk out of the side but didn't actually crack in half. All right, the yolks are in the pan, the whites are in the muffin tray, it's going in the freezer, 
And now we can go back to work. Now we're going to make the custard. Because you can't have frozen custard unless you make the custard that you're going to freeze. So we want the two cups of cream, the one cup of milk, into your nonstick pan. And this is the first use of your rubber spatula is to get the heavy cream, the whipping cream, all the way out of that measuring cup. Because a lot of it sticks to the sides. And you don't want it there, you want it in your pan. And then that same measuring cup can be used for the milk. I am using a boxed milk. I know that's a weird thing, but I've started keeping shelf-stable milk in my house because we really don't drink regular cow's milk here anymore. We drink soy and oat and sometimes almond and sometimes pea milk, but you need sometimes real cow's milk for cooking. So I have bought this shelf-stable stuff, which in Europe, that is what milk looks like. You buy it in these cartons, they sit on your shelf. You don't have to keep it refrigerated until after it's opened. It's kind of a wonder. It's a little hard to find, but it's great to have in the house because it'll keep there for a really, really long time without your having to do anything with it. The milk goes in with the heavy cream and then your two thirds of a cup of sugar, whatever kind you're using, I like the way this stuff dissolves more quickly to make the custard, which you always have to cook. Because the thing about frozen custard is it's made with eggs. And that makes it a little more complicated than just running frozen milk through your ice cream machine. Because we have to do some fancy footwork with the eggs. And now the pinch of salt. If you're using table salt, make it a regular pinch between thumb and forefinger. Or about an eighth of a teaspoon. If you're using kosher salt, you definitely want to use an eighth of a teaspoon measure. The salt helps brighten up everything else we're going to put in here. And now the final ingredient, which is kind of the secret ingredient, because this is something that I figured out after a lot of testing, which is your corn syrup or golden syrup. We're going to put three tablespoons of that. Just drizzle it into the pan. If you want to see what golden syrup looks like, there's a picture of it on the cookalongpodcast.com website. Just look for the golden syrup podcast and you'll see pictures of it there. It looks kind of like corn syrup, only much prettier. It's sort of a rose gold color. It's really lovely. Three tablespoons of that into the pot. Corn syrup will do, but you won't feel as good about it. That's all I'm saying. All right, now we're going to need your silicone spatula because we're going to turn this on over medium-low and let it heat up. And as you stir this in the beginning, you'll feel the heavy corn syrup or golden syrup in the bottom, and you'll probably feel the crystals of the syrup. What we need to do is heat this up and simmer it, or at least heat it. It may come to a simmer, it may not, but what we're trying to do is melt the sugar. So you want to be able to feel the corn syrup and the sugar on the bottom of the pan and you'll know when it's not there anymore. Just stir it until it gets quite hot and then start picking your spatula up as you're stirring and take a look at it and see if you can see any crystals on your spatula. And as you can probably hear, I'm about to send you off to do this on your own. So let me be clear about what you're looking for. You're just gonna sort of gently stir it over medium low heat until the corn syrup slash golden syrup is all dissolved. There's no trace of it anymore. And the sugar, it has no grains left to it. 
If you want to be double sure about the sugar, get yourself a little spoon. And when you think the sugar is gone, just dip the spoon into the mixture, pull it out until it's cool enough to kind of put between your fingers, and then rub it between your forefinger and your thumb. And if there are no granules there, then it's done. This is going to take probably around five minutes to get it hot enough to melt that stuff. And like I said, it may simmer and it may not. And it doesn't matter. It's really about the sugar melting, not the simmering. And at that point, you want to take it off the heat and tune back in here right away because we're going to start doing stuff with those eggs. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market Right, my milk is steaming. I did not have to come to a simmer, but that may be because I'm using the ultra-fine sugar. So you may have had to simmer yours in order to get all those crystals gone. Now your pan is off the heat, right? That's the goal. And here's where you need your whisk. We're gonna whisk the egg yolks so they're not lumpy anymore. And they're just a smooth orangish yellowish cream. And then we're gonna pour about half a cup. Get your measuring cup that you use to measure the milk with. Pour about half a cup of this milk back into that measuring cup. So now, in your dominant hand, start whisking those egg yolks. And with your other hand, just slowly drizzle in that hot milk into the egg yolks. Keep whisking the whole time. What you do not want is for those egg yolks to cook, so you've got to keep them moving. 
as you just a little at a time drizzle that hot milk into there and whisk it, whisk it, whisk it until you have this kind of creamy but not at all lumpy mixture. Keep going until all that milk is in there. It's going to take a minute. Just keep it moving, keep it moving, keep it moving. And when all the milk has been added, beautiful kind of butter yellow color without any lumps. Now put your whisk into the pot, start whisking the milk and drizzle the egg mixture in just a little at a time. What you did by adding the cream to the eggs first is something called tempering the eggs, which means you're getting the egg yolks used to the temperature of being hotter, preferably without cooking them. Get all that egg stuff back into your main pot, and then put the pot back on the stove. It should still be at your medium low where you had left it. You're done with your whisk and get your spatula back. And now we're gonna stir it, and we're gonna cook it until it starts to thicken. Now before it gets too far along, get yourself a bowl, a fairly large one, something that'll hold all of this liquid, and put a mesh strainer over the top of it. Because the next step, once this gets as thick as we want it, is we're gonna pour it through that strainer to catch any lumps that may be in the mixture which could be bits of egg yolk that were actually cooked, or it could be parts of the albumin, the little white tags that attach to the egg yolks. It's all gonna get caught in that mesh strainer when you pour this through. So have that ready to go, and also get your vanilla out. And we're just gonna gently stir this, and probably I should just go away again, but let me talk to you a little bit first. It's still steaming. We didn't cool it down really much by adding those eggs because we tempered them first. And this may thicken fairly quickly, but it's going to be an individual thing depending on your stovetop. Keep stirring it with your spatula. And if you pick up your spatula right now, you'll see that the liquid just drips off and doesn't stick to it. Eventually it's going to get to a point where it sticks to it a little bit. And then it's going to get a little thicker and actually look like custard on your spatula. When you get to the point where it's actually coating your spatula and is a little thick in the pan and feels like what you think of as a pudding or a custard, that's when you're going to take that pan off the heat and pour it through that mesh strainer into the bowl. All right, that's the plan. And then come back to me again. I'll put some pictures on the website of the before and after of how it slides off the spatula or sticks to it so that you have a reference point. So go ahead and look there if you want to double check. Alright, once this is starting to thicken, and you can certainly see that in the pan, and you can also see that it's coating your spatula, making a nice coating that is reluctant to just drip off. Then we want to take that pan off the heat. You can turn your stove off now. We're done with it. And pour this custard through this sieve into this bowl. And it will catch some of the grubbies you don't want into your custard. Scoop all that out of your pan and get it through that sieve. And then get your sieve out of the way. And you may want to scrape the bottom of it a little bit to get off what came through the sieve just gently with your spatula. Now you've got your basis, but now we need the vanilla. So it's time for you to add your vanilla. And 
My recommendation, I'm going a little bit out on a limb here, assuming that for everybody, more vanilla is better. If you're using single vanilla or vanilla paste, I would recommend three to four teaspoons. More vanilla flavor is better. Gently stir that in with your spatula. Once you can see that your vanilla is all stirred in and there aren't any streaks left, that bowl of hot custard needs to be just left to sit. We want it to come to room temperature. So just leave your bowl there for a while. I don't know how long it's going to take. It's going to take a little while. You'll have plenty of time to clean up your kitchen, and then we have to wait again because what we're doing is cooling this to room temperature, and then you want to cover it so nothing falls into it and it doesn't pick up any extra smells, and then put that in your refrigerator, and that is going to take at least three hours, probably four hours, and you can leave it overnight. Because, of course, the next step is to actually churn it, and it needs to be quite cold in order to work when you do that. When it really feels cool, then you can put it in your ice cream churn and follow the instructions on your ice cream churn. Mine says to serve it while it's still soft. It says it'll freeze it in about 20 minutes and that it's best when it's still soft, but that you can also put it into a container once it's been churned. An airtight container will keep it safe from harm while it hardens into regular ice cream texture. Now, if you wanted to add any of those extra things that I talked about, I suppose you could add almost anything. Frozen blueberries or a caramel swirl or M&Ms or cookie crumbles or anything that jumps out at you as seeming like a good idea. You want to add those at the very end of your churning, just enough to kind of mix them in but not do anything to them. Otherwise, I recommend that you just try this as it is because, of course, we are recognizing vanilla custard day and soft ice cream day. So eating it soft and plain vanilla is one option. As I told you, I'm sure mine's going to get decorated in some way or it's going to be used to decorate something else. I haven't decided what yet. Maybe, probably, something chocolate. We shall see. It's fresh fruit season as well. So it could be anything I'm going to go make my decision about that and get started on my next recipe. These podcasts are released every Saturday. Brand new podcast, brand new recipe. Tell a friend you listen to the Cook Along podcast. Tune in again next week. And until next time, happy cooking. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you're enjoying this podcast, you can make a contribution through the supporter link on every Cook Along podcast page or go to Kofi, ko-fi.com slash the Cook Along podcast. Thanks for your support and thanks for listening.